Welcome to the About, From, and With podcast, a podcast showcasing speech-language pathologists' journeys to finding their passion and purpose in the field. I'm your host, Dr. Danica Pfeiffer. In each episode, we'll learn about, from, and with SLP clinicians and researchers as they share their experiences, advice, and expertise. Welcome back to About, From, and With. Today, I'll be talking about preparing for first round screener interviews for faculty positions. The information that I share in this episode is based off of my own experiences on the job market. And while these first round interviews can vary, in my own experience, they all seem to have about the same kinds of questions that you can prepare for. Let's start off with just talking about the invitation to a screener interview. So after you've submitted your applications, the waiting game starts. From talking with my friends and colleagues, it seems like most universities start scheduling their first round interviews anywhere between two and six weeks after their application deadline. However, I did experience one case where I applied for an October 30th deadline and I wasn't contacted about a first round interview until late January because the school's application system actually had a glitch in it and so they didn't have the ability to actually view my application until January. So all of that to say, don't be surprised if the wait is longer than that two to six week period after the deadline, especially if the deadline is close to the end of the fall semester. Searches pause over the holidays in most cases, which delays this process. Typically, the search chair will be the one that emails you an invitation for a virtual first round interview and they usually give you a few possible dates and times to choose from. I did receive one first round interview invite by phone though from a search chair, so know that that could happen to you. That was a big surprise when I answered by phone and they asked right away what day and time I was available, so I really wasn't expecting that, so know that that can happen. They'll typically give you the length of time for the interview when they reach out, which in my experience could be anywhere from 15 minutes to 45 minutes or so. Usually the interview will be conducted by the full search committee or some of the search committee members. If the interview is held virtually, they're often recorded for members of the search committee to watch later if they couldn't attend. After you set the date and time, it's time to start preparing for the interview. The good thing is, once you've prepared for one first round interview, there's little extra work that you'll need to do for others because they all seem to ask very similar questions at this stage. What I would recommend doing though for each school individually is reading through their department's website and learning more about the programs that they offer and if they post it, reading through their strategic plan. These are good things to touch on in the interview if you can and you have the opportunity to, to show that you've really done your research. This might make you stand out from other applicants. I suggest finding a system for preparation that works for you, whether that's typing out your answers or writing them down, writing some bullet points down, and then really rehearsing those out loud several times. You may even want to get feedback from your mentors or other colleagues about some of the things that you have identified to talk about, and this can really help you feel more confident when you're going into the interview. 
Your university's career office may also offer practice interviews with career counselors, which could also be some good practice for you before going into your first interview. Since many of these screening interviews are held virtually, you can make notes for yourself to reference during the interview, either on a document on your computer, or I found it helpful to put sticky notes on the side of my screen with some key points that I could reference when needed. There's a few main topics and types of questions that I was frequently asked about in these first round interviews. The first is the classic, please introduce yourself question. Theoretically, this sounds really easy because you know yourself the best, but it's good to try and rehearse this and come up with a quick elevator speech of who you are and what you do. Otherwise, it's really easy to ramble on or to leave out key details that you want them to know about you. The next question is typically, what makes you interested in this position or why did you apply? I think having two or three points to talk about is good for this question. Maybe it's the research status of the university and the resources that they offer. Maybe it's the potential collaborators or the unique programs that the department has. Maybe it's the department's commitment to diversity and inclusion. This is really one place where you can make your research about the department come into play and this could be an opportunity to highlight how you have investigated the department and highlight some of the things that you've learned about it. The third area that they will typically ask you about is your teaching. Usually the committees will ask about what classes you've taught in the past or what teaching experiences you've had. They also will likely ask you what you could teach for them in their department. Looking up the department's courses in advance is helpful for this. You can just search for their department catalogs, which are usually posted online. If they have undergraduate and graduate classes, it may be nice to highlight a couple of both that you could potentially teach to give them an idea of what you'd be comfortable teaching and what's in your wheelhouse. If the university is more teaching focused, they may ask additional questions in the first round interview related to your teaching philosophy. I think it's smart to prepare those kinds of questions for interviews for more teaching intensive positions and be ready to talk about some key points of your teaching philosophy. The next area that you can expect to be asked about is your research. This will likely be a very broad question, something like, tell us about your research. For me, I always wondered how long this response should be. I think you want to be concise, but also clear about what kind of research you do, what area of research this is in, and what kind of research methods that you use, mixed methods, qualitative, etc. Don't assume that everyone in the interview read your cover letter or CV. I think it's likely better to give a little more detail here than not enough. They want to leave the interview with a clear vision of who you are as a researcher and how you may fit in with their department. If you're interviewing at an R1, they may also ask something about the funding agencies or mechanisms that you plan to seek funding from. Oftentimes this is saved for the second round interview, but sometimes this will come up with the R1s right away. The next area you'll typically be asked about is your experiences related to diversity, equity, and inclusion. These could be clinical, research, or teaching. I think brainstorming a few of these things in advance can be really helpful. They could ask you about what experiences you've had, or they might also ask how you envision continuing this work in the future. So to recap, the main question areas are typically an introduction of yourself, explaining why you're interested in the position, 
your teaching experiences and or what you could teach at that university, explaining your research, and discussing your experiences related to diversity, equity, and inclusion. Some committees will ask additional typical interview questions such as your strengths and weaknesses, maybe your biggest professional accomplishment, something that someone wouldn't be able to learn about you from just looking at your CV, or other random questions to try to get to know you a little bit more on a personal level. That really varies from interview to interview. Typically at the end of all of these first round screener interviews, there's going to be some time for you to ask the search committee any questions that you have. It's always good to prepare these in advance. I think it's smart to try to make these questions things that you could not easily find on their website. Some things I have asked are about mentoring or support that they offer for new faculty members in the department. Any changes in the department that they anticipate in the next few years? or more information about something I read about on their website or I've heard about their department. For your own sanity, it's good and totally fine to ask what their anticipated timeline is for next steps. If you're not asked to the next round, you usually won't hear from them again until after someone has signed a contract for this position or never. So it's helpful to know their timeline so you know that they've likely moved on to the next round without you and then you can focus your energy elsewhere. After this first round interview, you'll want to send a follow-up email to the chair of the search committee, and I think it's also nice to send one to whoever else was in the interview. You'll want to thank them for their time, express your enthusiasm for the position if that's the case, and it's nice if you can touch on something specific that you learned more about or enjoy discussing with them as well. Sometimes there'll be things that members of the search committee share, and they're really helpful in getting a better picture of the department. Just write those down when you finish the interview. That way you have them to reference later when you go back to write these thank you emails. That's it for this episode. I hope you find these tips helpful when you prepare for your first round interviews. Good luck! Thank you for tuning in for another episode of About, From, and With. If you haven't already, be sure to follow the podcast so you'll be notified of new episodes when they come out. I'd also love if you could take a quick second to leave a review of the podcast to help others find it. You can follow me in the podcast on Instagram at danicapeifer.slp or on Twitter at aboutfrom underscore with. Until next time, stay humble and kind.